listen while you list. VMRN. Voice Marketing Radio Network. Welcome to eBay Radio's Top Rated Seller Hour with your host, Griff. This segment is brought to you by 6-Bit Software, your all-in-one platform for creating, sending, and managing eBay listings right from your desktop. You may have the world's most saleable items, but on eBay, it's not just what you're listing, it's how you're listing it. And here now to explain her eight best practices for listing on eBay is Stephanie Franz. She's known on eBay as top-rated seller, everything vintage Steph, all one word, with shooting star feedback. Stephanie, what's your best practice for structuring titles? Before I say what some of my tips are, I'd like to congratulate you on your 700 well, thank you. episodes. Thank you. And and tell you a little, uh, a short story about the very first episode that I listened to. Okay. Because it's kind of funny. I don't think it was the very first episode you did, and I'm not sure when it was, but when I went, tuned into eBay radio, I heard this hot tub sound. <laughs> oh, yes. We haven't gotten in the hot tub in a long time. Greg. That's about 10 years ago, if I, I know. remember correctly. And yeah. I thought you were actually in the hot tub. So just but for those of we you were. who are listening and you don't know, I have to say that... Uh, we used to have the sound effect of a hot tub. It was something I brought over with me from an old show I had done. Yeah. And we invited listeners to come sit in the hot tub with us, virtually, of course, to sit in the <laughs> hot tub with us. And it was a lot of fun. Did you get in the hot tub with us, Stephanie? I didn't really know what was going on. I was confused. I thought, what am I, am I listening to eBay radio or what is this? <laughs> what do we have here? But, uh, that was kind of cool. <laughs> Here, have some bubbles. We're back in the hot tub. Okay, we're in the hot tub so, now. So, Stephanie, what's your best practice for structuring titles? And my titles, well, what I oh, this is too hot. John, turn the water down just a little <laughs> bit. It's too hot, isn't it? Yeah, I feel Correct. like we're making soup. Really? I like it hot. <laughs> some do. Yes. So, what's your best practice for structuring titles? Well, what I mostly sell on eBay, at least right now, is um. Uh, clothing. So I'm, the tips that I'm going to give will probably be more related to selling clothing than it might for something else. Okay, that's great. But, and I think I've heard you say most of the things that I'm going to go over, so it's not too repetitive. But when I'm listing an item, I always start, uh, I lead with the brand name. Like, for example, Land's End may be a brand name, and followed by the size size 10 maybe, followed by the type of item, if it's a women's knit sweater, and then followed by the item specifics that stand out the most. So it's not that it will get any higher in search or anything, but it's what people see, especially on on uh, mobile. You only see part of the title sometimes. Sure. So if it says Land's End, size 10, women's knit sweater, that might be all I need to see before I... You know, go ahead and click on that. I want to buy that as long as the photos are good. And then after that, I would list the color or the pattern, like is it blue, is it plaid, is it a cardigan, or even long sleeve, whatever I can fit in there. But the most important part, I think, needs to go first. And if I need to use the word new, I put that at the end, but it's kind of uh, easy to tell whether it's or not new by other indications in the title. So it's not really 
even need it anymore to put that word in there. So how do you uh, recommend handling item specifics? Do you ever make up your own custom item specifics? Sometimes I do. Uh, I think if there are no item specifics in there, you might have to make up things. I think you should use as many item specifics as, as you can, and that means be easier to search for your item, for your buyer to search for your item, like the color, use that field. If it has a certain sleeve length, use that field. All the fields that are there, use as many as you can. Sure. And I do make up the category I make up um, item specifics for most is in uh, I sell a lot of vintage linens. And I don't even think there are any item specifics in there. So I put in the size and the color and maybe even the shape of uh, the item. So what's your best practice regarding store categories? Well, first of all, you need to have a store. If you have at least 100 items, I think you really need to have a store. And the larger your store is, the more categories you would need. But don't go overboard because then having that many categories is just confusing. I I looked at how many categories I have now. I have over 4,000 listings. So I need to have a lot of categories. And I almost think I have too many right now. I have 48 categories. Ooh, that is a lot. (laughs) So I don't know if I need to narrow that down or expand it, but I think it depends on what you're listing. Uh, When I had less than 500 listings, all I did was men's clothing, women's clothing, and children's clothing. But now I have categories like vintage photos, vintage linens, decorative items. I have aprons that really don't fit in any other category, and I have a lot of them. So I make a separate category every time I have uh, something that I have a lot of. Uh, bathing suits I have in a separate category. Ties, hats, and purses are now in separate categories. But I uh, would only do that when I have at least, I would say, maybe 20 of a certain one type of item. Then I would make up the category. But you do need to have categories in your in your store. Yeah, that's true. So I, you've got something for sale in your store that might have belonged to me one time. You're kidding. Really? It's on the Imperial label. A lot of people don't even remember that record label. And it was Blueberry Hill. Fats Domino's Blueberry Hill. Oh, yeah. I think Honey Child was on the other side of that, maybe. And uh, it Imperial Records, Griff, as you probably know, only had a few people. And, and uh, Fats Domino was one of them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it, it never... The label itself never got gigantic, and it was bought by Liberty later on oh i see in its life but anyway um i might have owned that 45 we don't know that do we (laughs) so is that a 45 record that's a 45 oh i don't even remember that yep fats domino (laughs) 45 rpm record oh honey child and blueberry hill yes vinyl okay honey child so uh cool so give us your guidelines for writing descriptions well writing descriptions as i've heard you and Griff say many times, keep it short, keep it simple, like one line for each thing you absolutely have to say. And you're doing that, and I congratulate you. Yeah, this is where, you know, if you're selling clothing, you need to put in measurements, 
and um, things like that. But you don't need to write a story about it. Years ago, I've been on eBay for almost uh, over 17 years. So back in the day, it was fun to write stories and make people laugh and do something different with your listing, but not anymore. They're not going to read it. Most of my clothing items have like eight lines of text. Like I'll divide it up into three categories. First, I'll state what the item is. Nice blazer from Talbot's would be one line. And then the next line I would put tagged size 10 or whatever the size is, of course. Then the next three lines would be the measurements, all on a separate line. And after that, the condition, if I need to call anything out. If, but usually I just say there's no wear, there's no tear, there's no stain. And then if there's any additional info, people do want to know the make of the fabric or a style, or maybe I need to say what the color is in case it's not showing up the way it should. But on on clothing, items like that, I think I only need like eight lines of text. I don't need to make up stuff or put in extra things, and most of it's already in the title. So keep it short. All right, keep it short. What's your number one tip for optimal photos? Well, that could be an entire topic in itself, <laughs> photos and the tips for those. But I'll just tell you how I set up my photo room. I'm really lucky to have an extra bedroom that I use just for, for photo taking. I have a backdrop in there. It's black on one side. It's white on the other side. So all I have to do is flip it around. I have two umbrella lights on each side. And I know people... Other people might use a lot more umbrella lights. I saw somebody set up where they had like 15 lights. Uh, that's a little overkill. I get really good photos with just two lights. There's one window in the room, and there's a blind on it, so I can adjust it if I want it open or if I don't want it open. And I have a long table in that room with a black cloth on it. And then I have a white foam board that I can keep handy if I want to use white instead of black. And that's really all I need. Except for larger items, I can put those on the floor, which has a nice uh, plain colored rug on it. And I think it's important to have a dedicated space, if you can, to take photos. And if you don't, well, you have everything ready, uh, ready to go to set up and take down as needed. So it gets to be, because you have all these things in advance and you know exactly what you're going to do, that this is what Griff and I hope to get everyone to the point of, of doing where you know exactly what you're going to do. You know where you're going to take the picture. You, right. you know how you're going to list it. You know what your description is going to look like. So you got it all down. So shoot. You're, a lot you're good, Stephanie. I've been doing it since 1999. Oh, boy. I know you, I heard you just congratulating um, CJ on her feedback. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But I beat her. I have 20,664. Good for you. That is nice. terrific. Thank, oh, that's wonderful. You've been, you've been very busy. DJ, yeah. What <laughs> advice do you have with regard to hiring help? We only have a few seconds left. Oh, okay. Find somebody dependable. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> hello thank you thank you so much that was really fun stephanie this segment was brought to you by six bit software your all-in-one platform for creating sending and managing ebay listings from your desktop up next the fall seller update fan stay tuned it's ebay radio 
never go to the post office again. That's what Stamps.com has in mind for every eBay seller. So we've created a custom program just for you. It's a double freebie, a free program for eBay sellers and a bonus five-pound shipping scale. Shipping and handling fee required. The free program is custom designed with all the great features you've come to love with Stamps.com. Get your double freebie at Stamps.com slash eBay radio at Stamps.com slash eBay radio. Once you've joined the eBay Radio Group, take a few minutes and subscribe to the eBay Radio Group newsletter. It's the second post on the list of discussion threads at ebayradio.com. In it, you'll find simple instructions on how to subscribe. Then you'll receive a show reminder right in your inbox every Tuesday and Thursday, complete with show info, a show calendar, and on Tuesday, the secret word. The eBay Radio Group newsletter. Subscribe today and don't miss another issue. You know your buyers are shopping mobile these days. That means your listings have to look good on smartphones and tablets, not just on your desktop or laptop. Plus, they've got to set you apart from the crowd. Sally Milo of Milo Design is here to help. As a certified eBay stores designer and longtime eBay seller herself, Sally is uniquely qualified to help you brand your business everywhere your buyers shop. She'll work one-on-one with you to create a custom logo, set up your store pages and profile, and above all, optimize your listings so they look fantastic everywhere from big screens to small. Contact Sally at milodesign.com and mention eBay Radio for an introductory discount. That's milodesign.com for all your logo, design, and branding needs. Here's an entrepreneurial tip to help you grow your business. Brought to you by Reply Manager, an inbound message management tool for eBay sellers. In 1996, John and I both lost our radio jobs on the same day, blindsiding us financially. We sold some gold coins we owned, scraped together deposit and rent, and with shaking hands and three microphones, leased a tiny apartment in Burbank. We built our studio in the living room. Anxiety-driven survival. It's part of the fear of flight thing and can get an entrepreneur rolling, but it's scary at the time and not so great for your health. Successful entrepreneurs learn to consciously recognize when they need to direct their resources to their business and block out thoughts of impending doom. Practice the next time you want to throw up your hands. This entrepreneurial tip was brought to you by Reply Manager, an inbound message management tool for eBay sellers. 